Welcome to the Friday edition of Coffee and Conversation. This is our second podcast that we've done as a district and a county office. My name is Jeff Harris. I'm the county and district superintendent, and we want to welcome everybody to today's conversation around preschool prep. We all know what college prep is, right? I mean, we went to high school, we got ready for college, but what in the world is preschool prep or kindergarten prep? So joining us today, we have two eminent, knowledgeable the best experts in Del Norte County about preschool prep. We have Lindy Holloway, who is our County Office of Ed preschool coach. Welcome, Lindy. Thank you. Nice to be here. And we also have Lisa Howard. I don't, and I, you know, we joke all the time. I don't know what to call Lisa. She is in charge of MTSS. She's in charge of our attendance. She's in charge of all kinds of stuff. Um, we couldn't do half of what we do without her. So Lisa, welcome. Why, thank you. I do network a lot of things together. What What is your title? Well, technically, I guess we'll say MTSS coordinator, which is an acronym for multi-tiered systems of support. And people say, well, what is that? And again, it's making sure that we have the supports that kids need to succeed. So in, in other words, it's easier to say, what is it not? Exactly. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, today as we talk about preschool prep, um, we just kind of want to get started. You know, as I talk to families, um, I always get phone calls. Well, what does my child need to do? And what's the difference between this preschool and that preschool? Could you guys talk a little bit about what the types of preschool are that we have in Del Norte County? And maybe just really, really briefly, what some of the criteria or qualifications are for each type? Sure. Um, we can start with state preschools that we have in Del Norte County. We have four um, state preschool programs in Best Maxwell, Joe Hamilton, Pine Grove, and Mary Peacock. Um, they run from 8 to 11, and then they have another session from 12 to 3. Those are income-based preschools. Um, it's um, There's an enrollment process you go through with your income, and that will um, determine whether you, whether you qualify for those preschools. We also have a district preschool that's at Smith River. Um, what are the hours that they run? 8? Eight? 8 to 2.30. It's a full-day program. Okay, 8 to 2.30. Um, that one... Sometimes goes by income qualifications, and other people can um, uh, enroll in that one also. Um, let me see. We have Little School, the Redwoods. That's a private, nonprofit preschool. We have Foursquare. That's a Christian-based preschool. And then we have several outlying Head Start preschools, um, some tribal preschools. And we even offer an early Head Start program within our system as well as the tribes. Right. Oh, and then there's the daycares. Um, there's a lot of uh, preschools running in the family child care centers. Right. So, I mean, if, if we really think about it, we've got federal preschools, state preschools, public preschools, private preschools, child care centers. Um, wow, that's a lot. There is an abundance of preschools. That's a lot. <laughs> well, and, you know, I think that takes us back to a, a few years ago. One of the biggest issues we had is we just didn't have enough spots. For preschool kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, Linda, you were you were a preschool teacher right then, and you, you guys were struggling with, you know, waiting lists. Yeah. And and Lisa, we were really saying, okay, how do we get every kid into a preschool slot? And we're there now. Right. As a matter of fact, this year we didn't even fill all of our slots, did we? No, we did not. The yeah. Child Care Council has done a great job of um, training some home daycare providers as early childhood educators, and they actually have to go through units and get credits through the um, – through a program through them right. for their program. Yeah. So we're very lucky. We have spots for every child that would want one. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's amazing, right? So 
if if folks out there have heard that there just aren't spots or there are waiting lists or whatever, that's not true anymore. That, that's been a shift, I think, in our culture. We are looking for preschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. So if you know anybody who lives out of the area and would like to move here for preschool, we have those available. <laughs> um, so, so in thinking about preschool, I mean, there's when we talk about all these different layers and all these different levels, uh, and we look at that commitment from our community and all of our partners, right, our, the tribes, child care council, um, private citizens, everything else, not only is that a huge time commitment, like you were saying, Lindy, they have to take courses, they have to be certified, they've got mm-hmm. to meet certain state requirements. There's also a huge fiscal um, contribution that goes along with that as well, right? For us to be able to run these programs, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. Um, so that being said, and you know, we want to be as fiscally conservative as possible. You know, we, we know all of those things. Why is preschool important? Why is it worth that that cost? I think that the preschool is um, important for the social aspect for the kids. They get to learn to play with other kids. They get to be in a larger group setting um, rather than just home with their families. Um, they're learning some important skills that they'll need when they go on to kindergarten. And kids are learning to transition from a home environment, maybe a daycare environment, into a larger group setting with kids. They're learning to socialize with kids that are their same age, which is really important because that's how most of their school years will proceed after that. And uh, learning all of the socialization that it takes to be successful in even a larger setting such as kindergarten. Um, I think that we can't overemphasize the need for kids to be exposed to many different types of learning environments um, that are with peers and uh, allow them to have many skills developed as they go along. Well, and, and you know, I, I heard a really, really interesting um, kind of analogy that it, it talked about, you know, if you if when you're young, if you start putting money back and, and you invest that money, you know, or just let it sit and just keep adding to it every year. It's the the younger you are when you start the investment, the bigger the payoff at the end. Right. So. um with preschool, it's the same thing as we're looking at bringing people on board as we're looking at getting kids in um, every dollar that we put into a child's education in preschool um, pays off. Was it 300 percent, 400 percent in the future versus having a negative return if we don't invest those dollars when they're later? So, uh, you know, I think it's a, a huge piece as we can as we can socialize students or I shouldn't say students, they're, they're children at that point. If we can socialize children, if we can um, get them ready to be students. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think that's huge. Yeah. Exponential return on investment is something that the community for sure can get behind because what we're doing is we are taking a small child with all of this limitless potential and really growing them into um, a high-functioning future adult worker back in Del Norte County, thriving, doing whatever they love to do. And it's very exciting to think that even from the youngest ages, and some people say, oh, they're so little. No, they're big sponges. They cannot (laughs) wait to learn. Oh, my gosh. This is an amazing opportunity we have. It really is the best time for kids to learn that zero to five um, age. Their brains are growing so much, and they want to learn so much. And I was thinking about um, there's actual studies out there that show that um, kids who go to good quality preschools and kindergartens have their their chances of graduating from high school and 
being successful adults is exponential. It's it's just we can't even count. It's priceless. Oh yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> totally, totally. Well, and you know, and the funny thing is, we talk about kids being sponges. I think about my own son. He'd sit in the back of the car in his car seat, and he would cry, and we couldn't get him to be quiet. Um, but we started playing Baby Einstein. You ever hear of Baby mm-hmm. Einstein? Oh, yeah. 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 So if we started counting in French or Spanish or German, <laughs> he would immediately be quiet and he'd sit and listen. And it was amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so as we talk, you know, we, so we know it's important. Uh, we know that we have a lot of openings, but what does it look like to get a child ready to go into preschool or what can families do over the summer um, to, to kind of start down that preschool path or, or just what what does it look like working with a preschool child at home? Because COVID has put us all in a very unique position these last few months. Yeah, it's actually a great opportunity for some parents because they're they are their child's first teacher. It's important for kids to um, understand that I have preschoolers that come all the time, and I'll say, you know, your mommy, your mommy's a teacher. No, my mommy's not a teacher. And I say, well, did she teach you to walk? Did she teach you to talk? You know, and so our parents have a great opportunity right now to. Um, teach their kids. And I think the best thing they can do with their kids is just play with them. You know, just have fun, just socialize, talk to them, um, have great conversations, ask about their day, ask about what they're doing. Just, um, just having fun and playing with your child and teaching them social skills and how to react when they don't get their way and how to react appropriately. You know, I often say that everything is a teachable moment, and especially with small children, we find that just by making general observations with your child about what they see around them and what's going on in the kitchen today, or even when we are loading up into the car and going to a store, everything that they see can be pointed out. Um, you know, colors, shapes, sizes, um, what the weather is, how do they feel? Mm -hmm. And all of those things really help to have this greater conversation piece. And they need to really um, be willing to have conversation with people because that's what we ask of them later is in kindergarten, in the later grades, talk with your peers, talk with your teacher tell the lunch lady, what do you need? You know, things of that nature and being self-sufficient and learning those independent skills are some of the things that working on over the summer would be wonderful because if a child can zip up their own jacket or tie their shoe or learn how to zip up the backpack that they are going to be taking with them, whatever it is that your expectation is, that's what it is that will help not only your family routine, but also at school too. Right. You know, another thing that you could do to help your students um, is help them to problem solve. Um, don't tell them what to do. Ask them what should you be doing or um, where where do we go when we take our bath or where do we sit and eat dinner? You know, where, where do the forks go when you set the table? Um, asking those kind of questions instead of telling them, go put the forks on the table or, you know, go get in the bathtub or... Um, Another thing that the preschool teachers have been learning that I'm very passionate about, this is this is like near and dear to my heart. Um, they've been going to social emotional trainings. And um, one thing that we've learned is um, building that child up and the confidence you can give a child in just changing the way that you compliment them or the way you talk to them. A lot of times we say, oh, I like the way that you um, built that tower or I like the way that you folded the clothes or um, we even just say good job, which I learned so quickly that when we tell a child good job, they're like, oh, they internalize, oh, I'm a good job. 
And I go, wait, I don't want you to know that you're a good job. You did something for that. And so that kind of changed my way of thinking. And um, we want children in, to internalize how they feel, not not do things to please us or um, to please other people. So there's a technique you could use where you could, you know, if if they do something great, they share with their friend. You go, oh, you you shared with your friend. You're such a good friend. Or you took a turn when we played, you know, and you could say, you're a helper. You folded the clothes with me. And then those kids are like, oh, I'm a helper. I'm a friend, you know, and they're internalizing that. And I think that's such a great um, technique that we could teach our kids. So, you know, what I think is interesting, what I didn't hear either one of you saying was teach them their ABCs, teach them to count to 100, <laughs> teach them fractions, right? So you, you, I know that you both talked to kindergarten teachers, mm-hmm. um, and I know parents at home are going, but no, when they go, they have to know their colors, they have to know their shapes, they have to know. What do we hear from kindergarten teachers that they want from preschoolers when they have, walk in the door that first day of kindergarten? Yeah, we spend a lot of time with TK and K teachers, and they will tell you the very first thing that they would love to see is every child social-emotional ready, meaning that they're able to be in a social setting with their peers and uh, be able to follow directions and, in short, time frames, be able to focus in on what's being asked. And these are the skills that will help them to succeed. Because if you are social emotional ready, you are ready to be a learner. And kindergarten teachers can teach you all day long the ABCs and one, two, threes, but you have to be ready to learn. I do have a lot of parents who call me, especially now that they don't have access to teachers very often. And they're like, my, how is my child going to be ready for preschool, for kindergarten? And I say, well, you know, read a book with them and answer questions. And, you know, I give them those and they're, but how are they going to know their ABCs or their, how they think they need to count to a hundred, just like you said. And, um, I'm like, no, you know, we have talked to the kindergarten teachers. They would like if they can recognize their name and maybe spell their name or know some of the letters. Um, they would like them to be able to count to 10 and recognize numbers to 10, maybe know their shapes, uh, little things like that, that you can do through playing. You don't, nobody needs to sit down with a deck of cards and flashcards and, you know, <laughs> drill their kids. They're going to learn all that through the play that you do with your kids. Right. Oh, so, I, so I think that's important for families to know, right? I, I think it's a different take on it. And, it, and it's just, I think it's, well, I hope it's not news for people, but I think oftentimes that is news for folks. Yeah. So we know that we've got our preschools out there. We know what families can do, but when we get actually get ready to place them in the program, how can they register for preschool? So the state preschool programs and the district preschool, they can come to the district office or to two trees and they can pick up an application. So then they'll pick up the application, fill it out and bring it back and um, they'll get a call from the secretary. Um, if they're if they're already enrolled in a preschool program this year, they will um, hopefully get a letter in the mail with some packets and papers that they need to fill out and send back. And, and what's the timeline on that, Lindy? Have they already sent some of those packets out? Will that be later next month? What would that look like? Um, the re-enrollment papers went out last week. So okay. they should have gotten those in the mail. If, you've, if they've not gotten them in the mail, they need to call the, um, the secretary and see if they can get a packet. Um, the new enrollments we have not started yet. They can start with the application process that they can pick up. And you'll be seeing signs all around town now that are these big yellow banners and in uh, businesses as well that have a QR code reader. And you, with your cell phone, could uh, scan that and it'll take you right to the preschool page with everything that you need to know, as well as a downloadable, fillable PDF form of the application. 
um, some people say, well, I, I don't want to actually fill it out, but I do want more information. And so that's a great way to mm-hmm. um, hook into that. Yeah. The Sunset Program also is um, actually if we could put a plug in for Sunset really quickly. Oh, absolutely. We are still taking enrollment at Sunset as we're closed. I mean, the school, the facility's closed, but the education still goes. And so um, we are still taking applications. Kids can start today and get resources and um, activities from the teachers out there. So I just want to kick out there. So you explicitly call out Sunset. Sunset's the only program that has infants and mm-hmm. toddlers, so one and two-year-olds. Right. Zero to two. Zero, zero to, to three year olds. Zero oh, okay. to thirty six months. So okay. they can go there until they turn till their third birthday. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, there are activities being planned by the teachers, and um, you can still enroll for that program even though we're not in session. So great. And, and I think for other programs too, the ones that aren't district programs, or well, you can also go to Download Child Care Council's mm-hmm. website, um, and then there are also our partner programs like um, How and Quet. Uh, you're at Head Start, some of the other ones, and yeah. you can contact them directly. Yes. So we would encourage you to do that. And and like Lindy said, facilities may be closed, education still going, school still going. I know it sounds weird to talk about enrolling kids for next year <laughs> because we're not quite in that school mode right now. But um, we do need those registrations. We would encourage everybody to get out and register your child into a preschool. And if you are a preschool parent whose child is going into kindergarten, we would encourage you to make sure that you get your kindergarten enrollment in too. All of our schools have school hours. If you know which school your child may be going to, contact that school. They'll walk you through that process. If you're not sure which school it is, go ahead and call the district office at 464-6141. We'll help you figure that out and we'll get you those enrollment packets. And for more information, go to www.dnusd.org slash family support. That will take you to a lot of pieces of information. And if you go to the student resources page, I think that drops you right into the TK, I'm sorry, the preschool, uh, yeah, the preschool mm-hmm. uh, program. And uh, the preschool will give you, there's a ton of information there too, activities, um, all Lots kinds of, of stuff. Yeah. 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 You've done a great job putting that together. <laughs> Thank you. We have, we're trying to give a lot of enrichments. You know, a lot of parents ask us, what can we do with our child? They just get up and they sit all day. It's like, you know what? We've got lots of things and it's all hands-on. It's things you can do um, with objects in your home. Yeah, so the website itself, again, at dnusd.org, allows you all of these activities. If you're thinking, gosh, I need one more thing to do today, and I don't know what it's going to be, and summer's dragging on, or whatever it is, um, these teachers have done a spectacular job of putting together so many cool activities, and they're all fun. And so who doesn't like to play and have fun with their Mm -hmm. kids? And it changes weekly. um, So even as we go into summer, we'll stop making them. But there'll be like... 12 weeks of activities you can do. So, Oh, that's great. Yeah. So again, www.dnusd.org slash COVID-19, and you can get to in different information on family resources or on student resources. Lisa and Lindy, thank you for joining us today. And for more information on preschool, make sure to check out the Wednesday webinar from last Wednesday. A um, lot more information there and also a presentation that you can take a look at that has some great links and some other information. So again, we look forward to seeing you all next Friday at Coffee and Conversation. And we'll be having some special guest speakers coming in talking about where we are as we are halfway through um, this distance learning and this distance education world that we're currently in and what it may look like in the upcoming weeks and months. So thank you and have a healthy and safe weekend.